0: Everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, Tune and Speaker, and available on Apple Podcasts and download for our iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Make sure to reach out to us, Rich at gmail.com, and on our Twitter handle at the Handle Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And the big storyline around the sports world this week, outside the Super Bowl and the NBA, is that Anthony Davis has told the New Orleans Pelicans that he doesn't want to return. He will not sign the Supermax deal. And that he has requested a trade. Now, the immediate reaction I've heard from the media and a lot of fans is anger. Oh, How can he be doing this? How can he be demanding a trade? But I wanted to divide this episode into two things. The second part of this episode, I'm going to be defending his decision and why fans and the media should not be mad that he is looking to be traded. And also that he's giving the Pelicans a heads up to the trade. But the first thing I wanted to start off with is something that no one's really talking about with this tr- trade. Everything I keep hearing in the media is basically, well, oh, the rumor is now that Thompson from the Warriors will go to the Lakers if Davis is there. Well, Davis could go to the Celtics. Oh, Davis can go here. He can go there. I hear a lot of different rumors for trade movement and players moving. First of all, for the Golden State Warriors... For Clay Thompson, I think it's going to be the money. If they don't offer him a Supermax deal, I think he will look at L.A. And it would be enticing to possibly play with LeBron. So I, the fact that Anthony Davis might not be there, I don't think completely negates that he will be there. I think it makes it more attractive. But no one's talking about one big important factor with Anthony Davis. And I'm going to preface this by saying I really like Anthony Davis. I think he is a great player. I think he is one of the best players in this league. But I do think if you are looking to trade for him as an NBA franchise, you have to be a little bit worried. People are saying, well, wait a minute. He's one of the best players in the NBA in his prime. What's there to worry about? I want you to think about this. In the NBA the league has changed it's become a guard and wing league now Anthony Davis is an exception because he's a big that can score and shoot a jump shot and he can extend the floor he's a great rim protector great defender but I want to remind people Kevin Durant is arguably most people I think would agree is the second best player in the world behind LeBron and some people might even argue the best player in the world I want you to go back to his draft. Now, he's been in this league for over a decade. He's had one of the best prolific careers in the NBA. You do realize he was the second pick of the draft, right? You do realize that the first pick in that draft was Greg Oden, who has been out of the league a long time. I want you to go back and look at draft histories. How many times the big men in that draft, in the top five picks, how many of them panned out and had long NBA careers? Bigs in the NBA worry me because bigs don't have the body types to last long in this league. And what do I mean by that? When they're that tall, bodies are not built to sustain that weight and that kind of punishment. We're talking about guys that are playing 82 games a year and then the postseason. It's a grueling pace on that body. And as a big guy, you tend to break down quicker than guards and wings. And also when the decline happens, it happens fast. Guys like Vince Carter are a great example who can play in this league a long time because they understand that they have a role. They can still shoot. Bigs are built on their physicality and their dominance down in the paint. Once that goes, there really isn't much of a role for them and they become a liability, especially in today's game where everything's away from the basket. When Shaq started to decline, it was a sharp decline. Tim Duncan was an exception, but we've even seen that he was declining at the end as well so many bigs break down in the NBA it's hard to have a long career and for Anthony Davis the big concern for me is if you give him a big contract for five years that could be a bad contract by year two or three I want to remind people that one of the brightest stars in this league for the last year two years was Kristaps Porzingis for the New York Knicks Porzingis has been out this entire season. He's only 22 years old. In his three years where he did play, the most games he played in a year was over 70 once. He's injury prone, and he's young. I love Davis, but here's my big injury in, uh, problem with him: he's only played over 70 games twice in his career. He's been in this league. This is now his sixth season, and people say, "Well, he's only 25." But people forget he came to this league at 19 years old. This is his sixth year in the league. He's been taking a pounding, and he's had nagging injuries, and he has been injured before. He has been the healthiest guy. And he's starting to get to that point in his career where the bigs, you really see them start to down. They're almost like running backs in football, where when they get to around the 30-year mark, that's when they really start to decline and break down. So I would be worried about trading for him because of the way the league is. I mean, there is no back-to-the-basket centers anymore. It's not about having a big guy down the blocks. It's about having perimeter shooters. And Davis is still a valuable player, and I do think he'll be a great player for the next couple of years, but you do have to be concerned about his health. And despite his great talent and even having an all-star Boogie Cousins, he's only won one playoff series. So you have a guy who's been breaking down and has had injury problems, has only played over seven games, 70 games twice in his career, and this is a guy that hasn't even played postseason minutes. If you go to L.A. and play with LeBron, you're at least going to play two, probably three series, and if you get to the finals, four series. That's almost another quarter of a season tacked on to a regular season. Now, I know in today's NBA we talk about, guys, it's rare to see a guy play the full 82, but I would say playing 70 games is a fair amount. I would want my guys to play 75 games, maybe take a couple games off. But if you got 70 out of the 82, I think 70 is a good benchmark for players. But Davis has only done that twice in his career, and he's hurt again right now. So for all these teams that are saying, we want Anthony Davis. We, we're desperate to have him. We're going to trade our future for him. I just want to remind people that he's a big who has had injuries. He's been in the league six years. He hasn't been able to play over 70 games only twice in his career. I think he's an immensely talented player, and I like him as a player. I like watching him play. But if you're an owner of a team and you're going to go sell the house to go get this guy and then pay him a massive contract, because you're not going to give him the big contract this year, because he's going to probably take a one-year deal so he can get the match with the new team. So that's going to be basically a six-year deal with a new team, if it goes right for him. So by that time, he's 26. So you're going to have him till 32. And right around 30, we see a lot of these bigs, they start to decline. And you might see it earlier with him, because by the time he's 29, that's going to be 10 years in the league. People say, well, he's 29. Well, but he's played 10 years as a big in the NBA, and it's a punishing grind. See, LeBron James and Tom Brady have changed our philosophy on how we view players, but they're an outlier. LeBron has been dominant for over 15 years consecutively. Tom Brady has been great in the NFL for nearly two decades. They're aberrations. If you can get a guy who has a great 10-year career of dominance, we will look at that as a great career. Vince Carter, like I said before, He has been mostly a bench player and a role player these last few years of his career. I mean, he had 10 great years, but he's adapted to continue playing this league, but he's not the same player he used to be. So for all these teams that are saying, we want to go mortgage the farm to get Anthony Davis, I'm just saying buyer beware. This is a big that breaks down, and we've seen bigs that have nagging injuries early in the career. They don't automatically get healthier later in their career. It's a grind. There are a few exceptions to the rules, of course, But for Anthony Davis, a guy who has an injury history and is injured once again, if you lock into him for a long term, don't be surprised if he's going to be on the bench a lot. And you better hope he's healthy for the postseason because he's only been really playing in the regular season and he's struggling to get 70 games. You add another quarter of the season onto it with the postseason, it's just going to make it harder. So for all these teams that are saying, we need Anthony Davis, just understand there's a lot of risk that comes with that. Speaking of Anthony Davis, I wanted to defend him for a second every time I see a player saying that they don't want to play in a spot. the fans basically will come out and say, "Oh, he's ungrateful, why you know he should be thankful that he's here you know they bash the player, and the player becomes the villain in the media for wanting to leave for wanting to move on for wanting to go to a, to play for a better place and I think when I saw this. I felt bad for Anthony Davis and I feel bad for NBA players in general because sports is backwards of how society works. I want you to think about this. If you went to med school or law school and you were the best in your class, you get to choose the best places to work after school. Am I correct? Sports is the exact opposite. If you're the best of the best, You get put on the worst teams with the worst talent, usually with the worst front office, and usually in a non-major market city. Anthony Davis was drafted by New Orleans, who, may I remind you, has not been there for a long time. They were relocated as the Charlotte Hornets, then they became the New Orleans Hornets, then they didn't have an ownership, so the league had to own them for a while. And then they finally became the New Orleans Pelicans. People like to bash NBA players for saying, oh, of course he wants to go play for someone else. But shouldn't we admire the NBA players? I mean, they're turning down Supermax contracts to play for someone else. They want to basically work in a better work environment. I mean, I want you to think about that as you're listening to this podcast, if you were given an opportunity to go somewhere better, even if it was for a pay cut, if you felt the work environment was better or you'd have better long-term success, wouldn't you do it? And would your coworkers and your friends really criticize you for leaving to go to a better job? No, they would usually be saying, you know what, you're doing the right thing. You're looking out for you. Yet when a basketball player does that, We criticize them. We call them greedy. And I just love listening to people, like love to bash on Anthony Davis or players that want to leave. But then I also put this out. For the Pelicans who came out in a statement that they are upset, I understand you're upset that the star player wants to leave and you know you're not going to get another star like that. But can I remind you and Indiana that your stars gave you forewarning that they were leaving, and they gave you an opportunity to get a return instead of just saying, well, I'm going to leave in free agency and you get nothing. They're almost almost—they're doing this franchise a favor. Now, to be fair, you're never going to get this value back in the trade that you want, but at least you're going to get something. You're going to get some young players. You're going to get players back. You're going to get draft picks. You're going to get something back from him, and you're going to get cap space. But for all these teams that just keep coming out and saying, oh, it's unfair, he should stay here, he should want to play here, he should be loyal, he's giving you a chance to get returns instead of saying in the middle of the night in free agency, well, see you later, I'm going to L.A. or I'm going to Boston, I'm going somewhere else. He's doing your franchise a favor. For example, if Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, no, but Bryce Harper said to the Nationals, Look, I'm not coming back here. No matter what offer you give me, I am not coming back to Washington. But I'm letting you know here in May that I'm not coming back. Even though the Nationals might not be happy that he wants to come back, at least then they got the fore notice that, hey, he's not going to be here. We should trade him before the deadline so we can get prospects back, so we can get cap room, so we can maybe get a good pitcher, so we can get some good young talent. So, we get something for him instead of him leaving in free agency and getting absolutely nothing in return, except maybe a draft pick for compensation. So, Anthony Davis did the Pelicans a favor because he knows he doesn't want to come back there. And they also have the leverage now because we know he wants to go to L.A., but I'm telling you, unless the Pelicans are blown away or it's a three team trade, they're not going to give LeBron and Anthony Davis the satisfaction that they want, that they want to go to. Los Angeles, they're not happy with how this whole thing's going, and it's interesting because the Celtics are in a really interesting predicament because Kyrie's a free agent at the end of the season, and because of the Derrick Rose rule, they can't technically trade for Davis unless they put Kyrie Irving in the deal. Now, I don't know all the parameters if it's in a three-way deal, but a three-way deal, let's say Anthony Davis goes to Boston and Kyrie goes to Los Angeles, and then both those teams give back picks and. Players to New Orleans could that work that could possibly be a possibility but at least for New Orleans he's giving them an opportunity he, he's giving them an opportunity to get something back and if you're mad at him you should be mad at yourselves because you had a great player in the NBA and you couldn't build a franchise around him for six years that's more of an indictment on you as an organization That you couldn't build around Anthony Davis and give him the pieces to compete. That's more on you than the player. And part of it goes all the way down to the youth level. Because basketball culture in this country, it's been groomed into these players that they should be aggressive and want more. From the very young age, what is the philosophy a lot of these basketball players is? Oh, I'm going to get mine. That is what has come up through the youth level, through AAU. If you are a truly great player, people realize that and they realize how valuable they are. And they're trying to sell you. From AAU trying to sell you to get to a certain team. From colleges trying to sell you for a year. Trying to get you to come to their program because they know you have to play for a year. Then when you go to a draft, you get drafted. Then it's the shoe companies. It's always about the the philosophy given these players is be aggressive. Go out and get yours. Go and be aggressive. Try to find what you want and go and get it, whether it's you want to play for this team, whether it's you want to be successful in college, if you want to get to the NBA draft. So this whole thing boils down to it's the whole culture of basketball is We've given so much power to the players even at a young level where you look at coaches and schools and teams trying to recruit these guys to come because they know how valuable they are. And the players understand their value and the power. And when they use that, we get angry. But we've instilled this in them from a young age that they should be looking out for their best interest. And for Anthony Davis, his best interest isn't playing in New Orleans. He doesn't want to be trapped there. With even though he'll get paid a ton of money, he'll get paid close to a quarter of a billion dollars, he's saying, you know what, I could be in New Orleans and get paid, but I want to win. I want to be in a better organization. I want to be surrounded with a better cast. And even if I have to give up some money and take criticism for leaving, for me, it's a better move. Because I want to remind people, contracts in the NBA are huge, but where's the real money? It's in endorsements and shoe deals. And do you know what stars have the biggest shoe deals? Oh, it's the ones in the playoffs that go deep, because that's when the ratings go up. That's when people are watching. Anthony Davis has been to the playoffs twice in his career, and he's been out of the playoffs in the first round one career, and only been to the second round the other time. He knows the value of going deep into the postseason. He knows the value of of being in the nba finals what that does for endorsements for shoe contracts what that does for his brand he understands he can be paid a lot of money with the contract and he'd still get endorsements and still be well off in new orleans but for his brand his legacy the best thing would be to go to a team where he can get players around him because his philosophy is i've been here for six years and like I said, bigs, they tend to not last long in the NBA. They might have, if they're lucky, a great ten-year window. He's already in year six. And he's saying, look, I don't have a long window. If I want to win a title, if I want to win a championship, it's not going to be here in New Orleans because I don't trust the team here to put a winning team around me. I have to go to a team. I mean, the NBA has become more mobile. It's reflected real life. Think about it. If there's a better job opportunity for you and you have to move or you understand that maybe I have to go somewhere else, you would take it usually. Some people are comfortable where they are. Russell Westbrook was comfortable in Oklahoma City. But other people, you can't fault them for being aggressive, for chasing what they want, for chasing their dreams. And sometimes they have to leave. They have to go somewhere else. And they might hurt the company if they leave. But they're looking out for their best interest, for their family's best interest, and that's what Anthony Davis is doing. He's basically trying to move up the career ladder. But since it's basketball, it's different. We don't view basketball and sports as the regular world. We don't view it as them taking a new job opportunity. we look at them. they're betraying the city that drafted them, right? The, the city that in the old franchise that drafted him. They were terrible. They finally drafted him because they were so bad. They got a high pick. They drafted him. They get an elite star, which is so hard to do, and then they can't build around him successfully for six years. If your company cannot give you the tools to succeed and you feel there's a better company that can do it and you leave, people will say, oh, that's a smart business decision. But in the NBA, oh, it's betrayal. You're betraying a franchise. No, he's making a good business decision. He wants to work in a better work environment. It's very simple. But like I said earlier in this podcast, even though I will defend Anthony Davis for leaving, for making the decision that he wants to go play in a better work environment, and even and turning down more money on a contract to go do this, which he's doing, guaranteed money, which he's doing, if I'm a team, I would be wary. Because of the injury history, the history of bigs breaking down in this league, and because... Even though he's 25, he's been in this league for six years, and he's had nagging injuries. He's hurt again, and more importantly, he hasn't had the stress of the playoffs. People say, well, the playoffs aren't a big deal. Yeah, they are. It's basically another quarter of a season on your body. Even the Warriors, who went, I believe it was the final before, they went 13 games to get to the NBA finals, and they swept the finals. That's 17 games. That's basically the bare minimum to win a championship. 17, 18 games is the minimum in the postseason. Add that on to 82, that's 90. Most playoff series, probably go five or six games. So if you're in six-game series, six, 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 that's 18 before you even get to the finals. You add those all up, there's a chance you're going to play over 100 games in a season, and then you come back a couple months later and you redo it again. So it's a little bit of buyer's beware if you want Anthony Davis. But for people in the media that are attacking him and belittling him for leaving New Orleans and announcing this, I just want to remind people he's making the best business decision for him. He's basically changing his job. That's basically what he wants to do. Because New Orleans couldn't surround him with great talent. And it's funny because we, if you look at it in normal terms, if this was the real world... If someone was moving to a different organization for a better job, we would applaud them. But since it's sports, we get on these players for wanting to be mobile, for wanting to work with better organizations. And especially for the Pelicans who had that statement that they weren't happy, I just want to remind them, and this is in closing, he's giving you an option to get something in return instead of leaving in free agency and leaving you with nothing. He's giving you a chance to do what Indiana did, Indiana was able to get some good pieces back. And before the injury, they look like a pretty good team, and they're still competitive. He's giving you an opportunity to not be completely burned and not leave you in the middle of the night in free agency and get nothing in return. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to like and subscribe. So you don't miss any of our latest content and reach out to us, Rich Sports Talk, on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook, RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. Lots of great NBA stories coming up. We'll keep track of the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. Lots of great football stories coming up. Make sure you listen only here on Rich Sports Talk.